0: Merry Christmas! Day. Merry Christmas! Just another excuse rain. for being lazy.
1: Friends Merry, ringing, Merry Christmas! And I'm
0: oh, Merry Day. Christmas Day. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome to the final Christmas Carol episode of the year. We'll definitely have more coming in 2022, potentially even as soon as Christmas in July. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, I wanted to end the year with a bang. And what a better way to end it than with one of the most beloved animated versions of the Dickens classic, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And also, what a better way to end this year than with an absolutely amazing guest, Morgan Stradling of the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers. I also just released a Q&A episode on iHeartMovies, probably not even an hour before this episode goes up, so if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you do either before or after you finish this one. Sometimes the release order matters, I don't think it matters for this one. I've known Morgan since 2014, when I applied to write for her website, RoadDiscovers.com. That website was probably my official intro into the online movie space, even though I had written some reviews for fun for my blog before that. I started writing for her in January 2015, and I guess the rest is history. We've talked about doing a podcast together for literal years at this point, but schedules never aligned so it just hasn't happened. Until today, and I think it was worth the wait. I actually already sort of covered Mickey's Christmas Carol earlier this month. Sort of. I began this month's mini-series on every version ever by putting together a compilation episode of a few mini-reviews I did with my cousins back in 2017. At the time I put that together, I had no idea that I was going to be revisiting Mickey's Christmas Carol so soon but even though I'd already covered it in that short video, it's always been one that I've had every intention of revisiting for the podcast. The first one was just a basic YouTube review, but I wanted a chance to dig in a bit deeper than that, so when Morgan and I were finally able to pick a date to record an episode together, and she threw out making Christmas Carol as an option, I jumped on it. So Mickey's Christmas Carol, when was the first time that you watched this?
1: Oh, we had this on, on VHS. And so I don't know at what point we bought it, but I always remember watching this, pulling it out, whether it was Christmas or not. This is one which I watched frequently and loved.
0: Okay. I don't remember actually watching this as a kid, but we had a book and I'd kind mm-hmm. of forgotten about it. And then back when I first started my YouTube channel, the first Christmas, I wanted to do all the different versions of A Christmas Carol, which has kind of uh-huh. evolved into this podcast, looking at every version ever of so many different things. But I I wanted to do like a sh- series of short reviews back then. So I watched it for that. And I remembered this book that I had. I was like, even though I don't think I've actually ever watched this, I knew the whole story Uh and I remembered most of it because the book, even though it's sort of an abridged version of an already abridged story, it was pretty, pretty thorough in what they covered from this short. So you got the whole thing and the, I remember the illustrations and I'm actually going to use the cover of the book as the podcast art for the, for this podcast, because that's, how tied in the, the book is to my memories of this more so than the movie nice. itself but yeah this one i wouldn't say that it's one of my absolute favorites because it isn't 100 percent faithful to the book mm-hmm. but it is faithful enough that even though they've cut out significant portions of it they've done a very good job at trimming it down to just the bare necessities and making it work as a short film instead of a long movie Mm -hmm. and even though I I would love like a full-length Mickey's Christmas Carol they did a great job shortening this
1: yeah I read the book last year and if you haven't read the book I highly recommend it I mean because you know especially if you're I mean you've read the book but Mm -hmm. you know it, I love reading the source material anytime I see a movie, preferably before. But it's pretty quick to get through, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dickens is has such beautiful prose, so it, that that helps too. But yeah, I think because this is just so condensed, um, it it still works. Like they understood who their audience was; that this was just supposed to be a short. They they have just the essence of each of the main plot points that they hit on and they don't really linger too much. You know, as I was watching Mm -hmm. it, preparing for this, I realized like how quickly we move um, basically through the three ghosts. And, um, you know, there's just a few moments that we just, that we we linger maybe a little bit where we need to, but we move on very quickly. But however, despite all of that, I really have a great feel for who Ebenezer Scrooge is Mm -hmm. through the use of Scrooge McDuck. I think Mm -hmm. it's brilliant and perfect that they used him because his character is kind of a Scrooge, hence his name. Um, And so I also love that this is almost the Mickey universe cast as a Christmas Carol, sort of like the, the Barbie movies, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is Barbie as Rapunzel, Barbie as, Mm -hmm. you know, or in Swan Lake. So it's really fun to see our different characters Uh, playing different roles. Uh, Mickey, for the most part, has more of a secondary role. Minnie Mouse barely talks, um, you know, and and you know, Disney loves their Mickey and Minnie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I was reading a review and and someone was kind of disappointed that Mickey was kind of relented to this secondary character and it wasn't about him being Scrooge. But that's not really Mickey's character. We never see a very angry, upset Mickey. Like sometimes there's a few instances where... I mean, I guess in the newer shorts, uh, Mickey's a little bit more rambunctious, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, there was no other there was no other character when they were casting this. They said, OK, look at all of our our characters. Who's going to be Scrooge? Who's going to be this person? But I mean, you didn't even have to do it. It was going it was, to be it was
0: a given yeah. to them on a silver platter.
1: Yes, yes. And he does it so well. I love the different lines, you know, some of these little like quips and, and one-liners that he has, like, especially mm-hmm. when he's in full Scrooge mode and, you know, the, the charity guys come around and the way that he, you know, he, he, he tries to convince them like, well, if I give you money, then the poor will be poor anymore. And if the poor will be poor anymore, then you won't have a job. And I do not want you to have, a, lose your job on Christmas Eve. Like, I couldn't do that to you. Like, he's such a, like a schemer. And so... <laughs> You know, and it's just a very quick line and uh-huh. uh, it, it really sets up who he is, you know, and how he's so stingy with the piece of coal and or the little tiny um, rays that he had given Mickey three years ago. <laughs> you know, but he's like, remember that I did give you that ray, you know, you really are. But he also has um, to do his laundry
0: now, too. He's
1: doing Yeah. Yeah. You gave him a raise, but you also gave him a different, a new task. And yeah. So um, you get a feel like who this guy is. And especially when you go to the, the Christmas past, um, you know, the, you, you see how money starts to take over.
0: Well, I found it kind of interesting, not in the movie itself, but this movie, for whatever reason, fully holds up that even. Kids today love it because when we had first started talking about this, it was not very long before Thanksgiving. And my family got together after Thanksgiving to do our Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I've become the uncle that everybody goes to for movies. Like Thanks. the first thing that they do when they get here is come find me. Can we watch Mickey? They usually mean like a short cartoon.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I put on Disney Plus this time. And they saw Mickey's Christmas Carol, and they were so excited. They had to watch Mickey's Christmas Carol. They love this movie. Apparently, they own it on DVD at home so they could watch it at home, but they wanted to watch it here. They love this movie so much. So it holds up for whatever the generation now is of, Uh like, little kids is called. I don't know. It's not Gen Z anymore something else. Yeah. <laughs> but it holds up through for all ages. It's it's something that anybody can enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is really nice. And I think that does go with the short, you know, the short length of it. It's, you know, 25 mm-hmm. minutes, if that. Uh, the characters are recognizable. So you already are attached to this character or that character and uh, how quickly they breeze through the material.
0: Mm-hmm. One One thing that I really like about this is the opening with the oh what a merry christmas day song and the illustrations Uh
1: uh-huh
0: i love the just the pen drawings
1: yeah those were really nice my kids you know every time they see one of these older movies they always ask wait it's over it's like no no (laughs) it's not over yet Um, apparently those drawings were illustrated by michael peraza jr uh, in kind of a sepia and he was a done quite a bit for Disney company, but he was responsible for that. So he was in the the studio for a long time, but yeah, it's, it's just a nice little touch. You can definitely see where they had to cut corners. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't necessarily during the heyday of Disney animation. And so they're doing what they can. However, the animation is really nice. The character animation. I love Um, different animators that were involved. John Lasseter, Glenn Keane, Mark Hen, Ed Gombert, Dale Bear, David Block, Randy Cartwright, Patricia and Patricia uh, Kathy Zelinsky. So obviously some really big names there. There's John Lasseter, Glenn Keane, Mark Henn. So, I um,
0: think this and is then, after Don Ruth <clears throat> <throat> had left. Yes. Yeah, this okay. was in
1: 1983. So he had already moved on. And uh, directed by Bernie Mattinson. Bernie Mattinson is actually the longest running Disney employee currently. So mm-hmm. he is 86 years old and he directed and produced this. He also directed and pr- produced the rescue or um, the not nightmare for Christmas, the great mouse detective. So these were kind of his two directorial uh, features. He's mostly does a lot of storyboarding. He's a Disney legend as of 2008 but very i just i just love him. I think he's great and so he did i think he did a great job with this and and mm-hmm. yeah like going back to where they had to cut quarters you know you could see that with the opening credits that very first scene where it transitions from the opening credit to the town and people are walking through you know a traditional disney back in the day they would do most likely they would do a um like a zoom with the oh what's the camera i can't even i'm i'm drawing a blank the multiplane camera yeah yeah yeah, uh, where you you know the different facades would would zoom in, and it would be this mm-hmm. really really cool effect. Um, they didn't do that. They did this really weird shift from the still image to the moving in, image, kind of like a fade in, fade out sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cheap look, but hey, you had to do what you had I to think
0: do. It, I think it works for this though, because it's like for sure classic book, classic illustrations. I think I think it works without.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Being too some too something that you have to f- focus <clears throat> on being a a cheap thing, yeah. Especially because the illustrations are so well done.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Another thing I loved was the character animation. As I was watching it this time, Mm -hmm. I was really paying attention to the the character animation. And there's just like the poses of these characters are very strong. There's Mm -hmm. particular points with Scrooge where he's standing up straight or he's being cocky or he's, you know, he's pretending to be Scrooge, but he's really had his heart turned. Mm -hmm. Um, Just very, very strong poses that convey just in a a split second what's going on with this character so i i love it i can't really find you know what i mean this wasn't released individually i don't necessarily know if like what the budget was attached to this there Mm -hmm. is a making of mickey's christmas carol on youtube which i really do want to go and watch uh it's about 26 minutes long so i think maybe that would give me a little bit more clues but uh they just did overall the best that they could with this Mm -hmm. and it's great in my mind
0: yeah for something that they did the best that they could i think that they went above and beyond because it's mm-hmm. a very solid short
1: and i also love the different characters that we see that are yes. just
0: in was the just disney gonna, i am just gonna go back to that because we we talked about like the main ones but there's mm-hmm. a lot of other ones too
1: Oh yeah, you know Willie from Fun and Fancy Free, Willie the Giant. I think that's mm-hmm. just these are these are characters that you typically wouldn't think of, you yeah. know, of like hey, all of our different characters. Now it's interesting; they pull from kind of Mickey's universe or the Silly Symphony's Symphonies universe. So, but we're not going to see like. Cinderella. We're not going to see, yeah. um, you know, we do see Jiminy Cricket.
0: It's mostly who, the anthropomorphized characters. Yes. Aside mm-hmm. yep. from Willie the giant.
1: Yeah. I think yep. he
0: might be the only human-ish thing, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have Scrooge, Mickey, Goofy. And Goofy really is weird. As I was watching it, I was like, you know yes. what? There's something <laughs> off about Goofy. Um I, his I voice.
0: Of, well, uh, not, not about his voice, but I loved that Goofy was in his real life before he was a ghost was this evil character <laughs> who robbed from widows and swindled the poor. And, like, I can't see Goofy doing that, but I love that it's Goofy. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah. This horrible partner in crime, you know, with Scrooge. Um, but it, goofy's very different from the typical Goofy. They, they try to yeah. give us a few Goofy mo- moments, you know, when he falls down the stairs and does the, the Goofy yell. But when he's talking, um, I don't it looks like they had two voice actors for Goofy here. And um, and I'm wondering why I'm wondering if they're using his like yell is stock footage from one of the voice actors. Probably um, is or
0: Pincho Colvig.
1: No, whole, it says Hal Smith. And Hange, Snow, Hange Show? so wait, hold on.
0: I want to say Pinto yeah, was his, like the main screamer.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so. I could be wrong, but I think I remember that from years ago.
1: It's definitely not a Bill Farmer Goofy, whatever it is, whether they had maybe need to refine Goofy a little bit more in the next coming Mm -hmm. coming years. um, It's a little different. And then when he's just initially talking to him about like I'm in chains and this and that, it's it's something off with Goofy. But it's fine. I'll take it. It's one of Uh, that
0: I feel like I'm more able to forgive because he's playing a character. He's
1: playing a character. Exactly. Um, I love the use of Daisy Duck. Speaking of favorites, I love Daisy as um, his love oh. interest in the past. I thought that was very unique because, you know, they love to pair Donald with Daisy, obviously. Yeah. But uh, in this one, they have a little bit more liberty. And I thought that was great. She does. She's such a, a pure character um, mm-hmm. with that. Uh, we, we do see Pete. I love myself some Pete. He's great as the, <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future. And uh, then we have some some you know background side characters from the Wind of the Willows, you know, like Ratty and Molly, Otto, mm-hmm. the Weasels. Um, we do see uh, Morty and Ferdy filled mice, filled mouse, and Millie and Melody Mouse, who very rare characters we don't see often, uh, especially Morty and Ferdy. We we never see them. These are the nephews of Mickey. And mm-hmm. Millie and Melody Mouse, we do see a bit recently, like Minnie's Boutique, those shorts. Um, for some reason, they're okay talking about Minnie's um, nieces versus Mickey's nephews. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But they basically play the children of the Cratchits.
0: Yeah, so. I've noticed you don't really get them. I, I knew of their existence because we, when I was a kid, we had like, I think it might have been like a mail order service. Like every few months we'd get some new books. They were like sort of semi-educational and they the like set in the Mickey Mouse universe. And Morty and Freddy were in those. But mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. ever seeing them in a short. So I knew they existed, but I don't know where they originated from. And I didn't I didn't know that Minnie even had a niece or anybody so the that character i thought was just made up for this this short
1: mm-hmm. so what's your favorite you know either in this one or other adaptations of christmas carol segment of this is it the past the present or the future
0: um it's different for every adaptation i think in this one it's probably the past Probably because, like you said, I like Daisy and I like I like the wide variety of characters that they use for the past. Like especially yeah. in the party with Fezziwig, which I love that Fezziwig <laughs> is played by Mr. Toad from yes. Wind in the Willows. Yes. That's kind of the perfect character for that. It is, it is. As they cast everybody perfectly. And especially when they would like pick out an obscure character, like hardly anybody has seen the Wind of the Willows. Like everybody knows of the Ichabod Crane section of that film, but they don't usually remember the first half, at least that I've noticed. Because I think Ichabod Crane like got played her on Halloween a lot. If they just kind of forgot about The Wind and the Willows, but mm-hmm. I love that they used those characters, and I've recognized them since I was a kid because I had that book. But I don't think I knew where they were from when I was a kid. I thought that they were from this story. And It wasn't until I got older that I realized. Oh wait, they took them from this other movie, mm-hmm. and then it was years before I even watched that movie. So, yeah, I, 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 it's lo- all I love. all coming together. I love how everything, yeah, comes together, comes full circle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the past I think is probably my favorite because you don't. I think that's where they spend the most time in this one. You spend more time, I think, with yeah. Jiminy Cricket than anybody else, right.
1: Yeah. I like, I like the past. I, I like the big feast with Willie, the giant, mm-hmm. um, you know, then we move quickly to seeing Bob Cratchit. And then, you know, the end of the Christmas future is, is quick.
0: We, yeah, we rarely, we don't
1: see much of him and, and off we go and we're awake and Merry Christmas.
0: One thing we haven't mentioned yet, though, is Donald. I love that Donald oh, yeah. is kind of like goofy. It's not Donald's. Yeah. Like because Donald almost would have been a better Jacob Marley than Goofy was. Yes. Because he just has that surly personality. Yeah. Kind of but is. I I kind yep. of loved how nice he was in this.
1: Yeah, he kind of had a, a light in his eyes, <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better term, but it's a very non-bitter. Um less scruffy Donald Mm -hmm. it's enjoyable it's really enjoyable to see a very happy
0: Donald Mm -hmm. and in the same vein I also liked that Scrooge wasn't as awful as he can be in some versions he's closer to his DuckTales persona than he is to like some really angry bitter jaded Scrooges Mm -hmm. and I loved how giddy he was about his money like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> playing in it and just it made him so happy yeah <laughs> i do like in the present i do like the scene at the cratchits seeing how they are coping with being poor and i also like that mm. it, it's, I, I don't know if they did it on purpose since willie the giant is the person walking him through this but it's reminiscent of mickey and the beanstalk because in that short mm. they're very poor they have very barely any food and like right down to using a knife and fork to cut a pea oh yeah re- reminded me of making the stock.
1: yes yep yeah it's <sighs> that is such a touching moment i did notice that this time how grateful they are um they just have that little tiny hen and a you know, little bit <laughs> what of food
0: cooking a canary
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even you, you you begin to see Scrooge finally kind of have a thought of a care in the world for someone other than himself. Mm-hmm. He's like is that it? That's all they have. Um and I think for him he's just so, you know, up in his ivory tower counting his golds or his money bin if you will. Just he he doesn't see what life is like and From this experience, he's literally looking, peeking in the windows, and he's Mm -hmm. seeing, like, this is all that they have, um, and it's making him kind of realize, oh, well, this isn't right.
0: Yeah, I feel like, like I said, this is not one of the more evil versions of Scrooge. It's like, he didn't really do anything too bad except for to Daisy slash Belle when he foreclosed on a mortgage. That was like the main evil thing that he did in this and other than that it's just like he's too stuck in his own life to care about or think about other people Mm -hmm. which i think if you're going to make a version for kids that's probably the way to go rather than focus on how evil he could be because i've seen some versions where he's like straight up evil and he Mm -hmm. like by the end i feel like he does not deserve redemption and some like yeah. where he almost doesn't get redemption. I'm like, good, he did not deserve it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's there's some dark versions out there that I don't necessarily recommend.
1: But I recently, yeah, I recently watched Scrooge, which I had never seen before. Uh-huh. And while I liked it, there were definitely a lot of things that I didn't enjoy about it. I didn't love yeah. that the love interest was kind of there throughout, um, and he gets back with her, no problem. Yeah, um, that was
0: kind of weird. I just did that one too. <laughs> I've never seen it before this year it was that's probably in terms of Scrooges and Redemptions I feel like he's one that deserves it the least there's there's some that deserve it less than him he's Uh definitely not the worst but he wasn't nearly as likable as Scrooge McDuck
1: (laughs) right right and um you know with the original story there's stakes, you know, there's real things that happened that have, that he will never get back. Mm -hmm. He will never get bell back. He will never get, you know, some of these relationships that he had. And that's life, unfortunately, you know, it's, it, it, she was young. He was young, you know, he's old now. It's not like she's walking around town and and waiting for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that. I like that about it because it really does go to show that, Hey, yes, while you can change your life and you can completely do a 180 starting today, um, change your outlook, whatever. You, the past is the past and sometimes the consequences of the past decisions will still be there. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. He, he probably might be alone for a while. You know, maybe he'll get a girlfriend. I don't know, but it's not going to be her. And I did like that this Disney version kept that. It didn't sugarcoat too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, this is the Disney version. So, you know, it can't be, all doom and gloom or super evil or dark, but they did enough. And I feel like the things, just the different things that they took really had weight, you know, him uh, never not getting back with her, him foreclosing on her mortgage an hour late. You feel those moments. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that they were able to give it stakes, but not make it too much because like I said, my nephews love this movie. And I feel like they could have easily taken it too dark, like especially at the end, because like Tiny Tim dies in this version, even though you don't actually see it. There are versions where you see Tiny Tim die. And this is just heavily implied. And then the scene with Pete and like, basically hell is coming up through his coffin. And that's that's about as dark as it gets. And they can, they can go darker than that but I like that they kind of hold off and keep it to something that yes, there's stakes, but it's still good for the whole family.
1: Yep. Yeah. My kids sat down and watched it and they from start to beginning were glued to the TV. They were watching it. They were interested and they loved it. Yeah. And they're three and five.
0: Yeah. I think that is now what my nephews are.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause he, the one just turned three and they both sat there the whole time and loved it.
1: And I think that the familiarity with the characters, I think really does that help. It
0: does help. Cause there's a bunch of Mickey shows that they watch. I don't know what they all are. I haven't seen them, but outside when, of when your they, demographic. Yeah. When they, when they say they want to watch Mickey, I put on the ones that I know I will like, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't go for like, there's like roadster racers or something. I don't know what that is. I haven't watched it. I think that Maybe they do You're watch like, that one. You
1: can watch that with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> but in my house, we do not partake.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this year we watched a lot of different Mickey stuff. A lot of times I'll stick to like the new, what's his name? Paul Reddish. I'll stick to those. But like we were kind of all over the place this year. We watched this. There was one called Once Upon a Christmas that I think I've seen before, but they really like. So we watched it again. There was one I didn't stick around to watch because we played a game upstairs. that was Twice Upon a Christmas, which for some reason was CGI. It was a sequel to the other one, but it was CGI instead of hand-drawn, which was weird. And then there's another special that I think is called Duck the Halls. It's, it's from Paul Reddish, so similar story, but it's like a half-hour-long special. That's hilarious. Like If you haven't right. seen that, watch that this Christmas. I love that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Mickey stuff (laughs) that when they say they want to watch Mickey, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. (laughs) So we definitely should talk about the end when he finally wakes up and is reformed. Yes, because there's so much that I love here. I love how, like, some versions do a good crazy Scrooge, like going and being all giddy and happy this this I think is like the perfect amount of crazy like giving all his gold to the charity men <laughs> like dumping it all uh-huh. in mole's pants you you run
1: a hard bargain <laughs> <laughs> and 100 and I, not a penny more
0: <laughs> yes I, I also uh, I was talking to your random cameos I love that Donald's horse is Toad's horse from Wind of the Willows yeah, like Wind of the Willows comes up a lot <laughs>
1: Yeah, they they really had a lot of characters to pull from from that. Maybe they just needed a lot of background characters. There's a lot of the uh, um, three little pigs characters. I yeah, thought it pigs. was kind of weird that the big bad wolf was the one who was like a charity, not like a charity collector. He was like doing something in the background that was was like a happy space. And I don't. <laughs> know, I've never seen this. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, I mean, he's got to play his part too. If Goofy yeah. can be evil, then Big exactly, Eye Wolf <laughs> anyone
1: can make a change. That's what this movie's all about.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: and there even were like some little baby pigs and baby wolves, which must be from a short that I have not seen. I think
0: there is a short called the Little Good Wolf or the Little Bad Wolf. Or- yeah. Okay. I don't remember what it's called, but there's like a like he has a nephew. Like they all everybody gets a nephew in the shorts. (laughs) I don't remember what it's called, but I I know there is one. I don't remember Mm -hmm. little pigs, like children pigs. Yeah. But Hmm. yeah, I know there's at least a, a mini wolf. Or is it the three little wolves? Maybe it's the three little wolves. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. I know there's something that exists where he has at least one, if not three, nephews. Anyway, that's probably what you were seeing.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of really nice background characters that don't they're not given like, specific parts, but just like all the Robin Hood characters, or Clairebel Cow and Horace Horse Collar are in the background of the party scene yeah I, I love that about this. just mm-hmm. all the different things to look for,
1: yeah. And the more you know your Disney, the more you notice and see.
0: yes, that's very true. And I also love that this version, like you can be a stickler for how much something sticks to the book. But one thing that I do like when different versions do this is when he goes to visit the Cratches because that does not happen in the books. or in the book yeah because in the book he goes to dinner with nephew fred donald and then the next day is when he reveals his change of heart to cratchit when he comes into work Mm -hmm. but i like when he goes to visit the cratchits especially in this version because well i think you were talking about the beginning like his mannerisms when he's pretending to be old scrooge just the way he's He's like Scrooge, but Scrooge amplified just the playing himself. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Pretending he has a bag of laundry, when it's actually a toy. And I love the way that the teddy bear falls out in front of Tiny Tim. And then he's like scooping it up and trying to hide it quickly.
1: (laughs) But damage has already been done.
0: (laughs) And his line, you leave me no alternative but to give you toys.
1: Yep, yep. (laughs) <laughs> yes toys toys
0: no <laughs> a raise and making you a partner
1: making my partner yep
0: oh uh, uh, it's I, good of course tiny tim he, it ends on his iconic line merry christmas and god bless us everyone but i love that tiny tim this this is another thing that different versions can it, uh, not that it can make or break because tiny tim is not like the main character but like Tiny Tim is not always the greatest character. Sometimes they play up his sweetness to a point where it's like too sugary sweet. And I liked this Tiny Tim. It was like the perfect amount of sweetness. He's just adorable. And you love him.
1: Yeah. No, he's perfect. Are there any versions that you've seen where he doesn't say, God bless us, everyone? I feel like that would be heresy to not include. If there's one line from this book that's what people will I feel like they remember. always
0: try and get it in there somewhere. Even if it's not uh-huh. like that exact line they at least uh-huh. try to nod towards it. I can't think of anything where they left it out and you would notice it. I feel mm-hmm. like it's usually there. If there is, I can't think of it right now. That's good. It's usually, <laughs> it's usually something they try to include. Nice. Because like that's yeah, it's like an iconic main line. I guess, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think if it was in, there was a miniseries that I covered last year that was, the miniseries itself was beautifully made, but it was mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, if it were a movie, it would have been rated R. It was so far from the spirit of the book and I don't remember if if there was any version that Tiny Tid wouldn't say it in, it would be that one. Mm-hmm. I care. I, I want to say he probably didn't, but I don't want to say he definitely didn't. But yeah, usually, usually they try to say it in all the best ones yeah, they yeah. say it. Good, good. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts? I think I've gone over all the notes that I took.
1: No, just ultimately, I hadn't seen this in a few years. I just looked and we had done it on our podcast uh, years ago in 2014. That's probably the last time I'd seen it. Um, And it was very enjoyable. You know, I've seen other versions of Scrooge, read the books recently, and it's just a really timeless story, has a Mm -hmm. great message um, and moral and the different adaptations go about it a different way this one's pretty true to you know the story Mm -hmm. they're not trying to put their own spin on it and i just loved seeing all of the disney characters all of our favorites as we expect them in like scrooge being Mm -hmm. extra scroogey and others like goofy you know just doing being being a little different so that was fun and all the cameos are, are just fantastic i think this is like a near perfect movie for me just because it's simple it's short Mm -hmm. it's not trying to be something that it's not and it's just every time i watch it i end up watching the whole thing
0: yeah i think my only real complaint is that i wish it were longer like i wish that they would have been able to include more scenes from the book more backstory spend a little bit longer during the scene in the present actually have him go visit nephew fred and I like the party scene at Nephew Fred's when he realizes what people think of him. And I'm Uh kind of disappointed we didn't really get something like that in this. So I guess that's my only complaint is like, I want more. Which I you guess know, is a good complaint to have. Disney
1: is on top. How cool would it be if they announced that they were making a feature length Mickey's Christmas Carol, I you know, love that. to come out in that. 2022 or 2023 and not to replace this in any way, but to really build on it. I, I think that'd just be so cool. I, I, Definitely. I really, ever since you mentioned that earlier in the podcast, I'm like, ah, oh, that it would be great for them to do the full thing.
0: Yes. I feel that. I feel, I don't usually feel that way about things like, When somebody makes something, I feel like it's done. We can move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this, I feel like would be something I just want fleshed out more. Another thing that I can think of is Sword in the Stone. Like I feel like that is full of missed opportunities, and I want a new version of that with more King Arthur Mm -hmm. stuff rather than Mm -hmm. turning into a fish and squirrel and a bird and whatever all random things happened in that movie. Normally, I feel like once they've made the movie, it's fine as is. But like this has so much potential to be such an amazing full-length feature that I, I wish it could happen.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe someday it could. I mean, Disney Plus is giving them all kinds of opportunities that they wouldn't have ever taken before. Right. So who knows? Yep. Okay. Well, I guess that will be all for this episode. Do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you?
1: Yeah. So you can find me basically everywhere. I don't do Twitter anymore. Uh, It was big on Twitter. So don't, don't follow me on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) but you can find me on Instagram at Morgan Stradling. And I also have a YouTube channel at Morgan Stradling, where I uh, teach um, how to grow your business using YouTube. So if you're wanting to get in the YouTube game, you could follow me there. I might be switching my content there to be more lifestyle, um, you know, just a little bit more free-flowing. So we shall see. But yeah, that's that's mostly where I hang out is on Instagram these days.
0: Okay. And I'll have that linked below as, as well as the main website where I write and where your podcasts get posted. Oh, yes. And, yep. Perfect. Because that's, everybody needs to listen to rotoscopers
1: oh thank you (laughs) i appreciate it
0: okay well thanks for joining me for this episode and we will have to have you back someday if i ever do
1: do your pride and prejudice series and i will make it happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well we will see you next time then
1: all right bye
0: thanks for listening to this special christmas episode of the podcast if you like what you've heard then don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you prefer and of course make sure to follow my co-hosts as well any relevant links will be in the description for easy access and we'll see you soon for another brand new episode of the show thanks for listening and merry christmas